Welcome to the Moon in Carolina podcast, where we candidly talk business and personal growth through the lens of spirituality, astrology, practicality, and consciousness. I'm your host, Shelby Bundy, and I look forward to diving into the everyday magic of creating the life and business that you were born to lead. Hello and welcome to the Moon in Carolina podcast. I can't believe we're already at episode five. It seems like just yesterday I was sitting here terrified creating episode one. And now here I am sitting here a bit less terrified creating episode number five. Isn't that how it goes though? We get so afraid to do something that we build it up as this huge hurdle that feels impossibly unrealistic. And then once we finally take a peek at it and face it a little, we realize it wasn't that scary after all. That's how this podcast is going for me, at least. The more I do, the more I interact with you all as listeners, and the more emails I receive, the less scary it feels. So thank you for that, for giving me the support and confidence and encouraging me to keep on creating. I truly do appreciate it. So in the last episode, we took a look at the astrological house system and walked through how it can be used as a framework for manifesting and goal following. Before that, we looked at the planets and their archetypes and personified them as a way to see them more clearly in our days and in our lives. So in this episode, I want to chat about the moon, its phases, and how we can also use her as a framework for staying in the energy of manifesting. Aside from the various phases, which we'll look at here, there are also some easy and effective ways to harness the energy of the transits simply by paying attention to what sign she's in each day. The moon changes signs every two and a half days or so, so each time we're offered with a new energy and an opportunity to approach life from a different perspective. The thing about the moon phases and the cycle is that it provides us with a timeline and again, a framework. While we can, of course, pick any random day on the calendar to decide to do something, beginning and working in flow with the moon creates yet another accountability map that gently pushes us along. Similar to the house system, it provides us with checkpoints and a guidebook on how we can approach from all sides. It helps us cover our bases and stay in the energy, which is truly the goal of working our way through one phase of life to the next. So let's begin with the phases, and then we'll tie them into the signs. Appropriately, we'll start with the new moon, as this is the prime time for new beginnings. If you've been on the internet in the last 10 years at all, you're probably quite educated on what the new moon means in astrology and the energy that comes with it. Everyone from celebrities to your neighborhood witch posts a tribute to this moon phase while chatting about their intentions this month, myself included. But for those of you who may not have seen this outward show of manifesting, the new moon is a prime time for fresh starts, new beginnings setting intentions, and laying the initial groundwork for what is in your plan to cultivate over the next month or moon phase. This is akin to the first house that we talked about in my last episode, the planting the seeds phase. The new moon is also called the dark moon as it is invisible from earth, and this is due to the alignment of the sun, earth, and moon, meaning that the moon is directly between us and the sun. She's still there, but she appears hidden and unseen. Keeping to these themes, this is the ideal time to look inward, dig deep, and connect with what it is you want to create for yourself and your life. This is the personal work phase, the time when you and you alone see your needs, wants, and goals, and decide that this is the time to change that for yourself. 
Once you have decided on this, the next step is simply to set the intention. This can be done in so many ways, depending on your spiritual practice or preference. You can gather in your living room or deep in the woods with a group of like-minded people, hold an elaborate ritual, and take turns saying your intentions out loud and manifest together. You can sit by yourself, write them on a piece of paper, and burn it in an offering bowl. Or you can simply blow out a candle at night while running your list through your mind. Maybe you just write them on your calendar and circle the date to affirm that this is the start date. However you do it, the plan is to honor your intentions in some way or another. Intention setting is not by nature a spiritual practice as much as it is a daily one. You do not have to believe in anything esoteric, religious, or magical to say, this is the thing I want to do and I'm starting today. You just have to believe in yourself. The new moon phase is here to remind you of that and to give you a nudge to get started. After the complete darkness and inner reflection of the new moon, we start to see a sliver of light creeping across her face and we're met with the waxing crescent phase of the moon. This first phase of the waxing phases brings with it the excited momentum of the early stages of something. Think about the first few days of driving your new car, the early days of a relationship where everything is new, the first week of a new job where you're excited and full of possibility, or the first week of school where you had your outfits all picked out and your new binder all organized. That's the energy here. There's so much possibility in this phase as the intention has been set and accepted by the universe, so now you're getting started. This is when we get moving and start to lay the groundwork for our goals. During this phase, do the research, write out the plans, and create the foundation so that what you build on it can survive and thrive. Next, we meet the first quarter moon phase. The light is continuing to creep across Lady Luna slowly, and we're all moving full speed ahead and are manifesting. In this phase, you'll most likely have some obstacles or roadblocks that you need to address and overcome. If you embrace the energy of the previous phase properly, you should have new discoveries and new information to work with at this point. With this, you'll most likely have encountered a perspective you hadn't considered, a path that wasn't as smooth as you thought, or a fork in the road that needs exploring. Now is the time to persist. It's not the time to give up. Take a look at your original intentions and what you have learned and adjust as needed. This phase is not here to slow you down, but to create pause so that you can move forward with grace. The next phase is the waxing gibbous, and it's the last phase before the full moon. This phase is much like the previous first quarter phase and carries similar energy, just intensified. These two phases are combined the worker bee phase of the waxing moon cycle. Just keep your nose to the grindstone, keep doing the work, and refine as needed. Trial and error is the name of the game here. Approach, attempt, and adjust as needed. Rinse and repeat. The full moon phase is the culmination of the work we have been putting in thus far. It is the harvest, the time when everything is illuminated and we're shown exactly what it is we need to see and let go of. Things are revealed whether we want to see them or not. This is the phase where we take a look at how far we've come and we let go of that which is no longer serving us. It's eighth house stuff if you listen to the last episode and can represent the time when we need to shed that old skin so we can fully grow into our new one. The energy is high and palpable. It's a time of release. During this phase, take a look at what you have accomplished and how you're feeling about your intentions and be honest with yourself. Have you been diligent about doing the work thus far? If not, what's been holding you back? What are you feeling called to release that you may have been carrying around a bit too long? On the new moon, we looked inward, and now on the full moon, reflect on the things you've been carrying within you that do not serve you and let them go. Lighten the load so that you can keep marching through the phases.
After the moon reaches its peak in her fullest phase, the light begins to wane again, and she begins her retreat back into darkness. This phase is called the waning gibbous, and is also a time of release, releasing the fears and anxieties that you have about yourself and your abilities. This phase presents us with some shadow work and can be a bit of an emotional time. The energy is high coming off of the full moon. You just let go of some things that you've been carrying around for a while, and now you probably are feeling a bit raw and open. Take the time during this phase to rest as needed and be honest with yourself. Be honest with what you've been telling yourself and how you've been speaking to yourself. Sometimes I catch myself thinking things about myself that are just plain mean, and I have to remember that I would never say those things to someone else, so it's not okay to say them to myself either. Acknowledge the negativity that you're promoting within yourself and let that go too. We can't move forward with our plans and intentions if we're dwelling on an insecurity or a belief that we have about ourselves or that negative thought that we let live in our psyche. During this phase, rest, cry it out, then get up, regroup, and get your magical self back on the path. You've got work to do. The third quarter phase is much like the one before, but hopefully you're feeling a bit lighter and more aligned. During this phase, you're continuing to reinforce the positive thoughts and beliefs about yourself and your capabilities while staying on track with your plans. You should have your work list for your intentions dialed in by now as you've trimmed off all the excess since the full moon. This is the worker bee phase that follows the full moon and entails having a more honed in and precise look at where you are headed. The waning crescent is the final phase before we meet the new moon again. In this phase, the last sliver of light is fading from the face of the moon, and she is a moment away from going completely dark. This is the ending and the beginning, the phase where we take a look at how far we've come and where we're headed next. Depending on your intention, this could be the final end to what you set out to do. If you were intending to create a fitness routine and work out each day for a month, then by this time, you could be patting yourself on the back and accomplishment. If your goal was more in-depth, like you wanted to manifest a new business, then this is probably the first cycle of many. At this point, you most likely have moved forward in the process of realizing your business dreams and are ready to take another step. So this is where we meet the new moon again and we set new intentions. We work the cycle each and every month, holding ourselves accountable and embracing the energy that each phase offers us. So now that we have an understanding of the cycles, let's talk about the signs and how the moon moves through them. If you imagine your birth chart, that circular house system with the 12 pie slices, you can imagine that the moon is constantly in motion, making her way around the chart, passing through houses and signs. These are called transits, and the energy of each transit is dependent on the sign that the moon is transiting through. Again, the moon changes signs every two and a half days or so, so there's a fairly short window when this energy is activated and accessible. For our purposes, the time is plenty, as we're just planning to acknowledge and apply for each day of the cycle. So let's dive into the signs and the energy they bring, beginning with Aries. Aries is our cardinal fire sign, meaning the energy is self-starting and ambitious. This sign is ruled by Mars, the god of war, and his energy is clearly seen in Aries. Traits and keywords of Aries energy are ambitious, forward-moving, independent, fierce, competitive, and initiative. When the moon is in Aries, it's a great time to get things started and focus on your goals. There's a passion to this energy that's great for intention setting and planning. Taurus is the next sign, and she's ruled by Venus. Taurus is an earth sign and is represented by the bull in the symbology. Venus, as you may remember, is our goddess of love and beauty, and this mix of earthy, stubborn beauty is the energy of this sign. Keywords are quality, grounding, stability, sensuality, and material goods. 
When the moon is in Taurus, take a look at your resources and finances and see how they apply to your intentions. Do you have the resources to create your goals or do you need to make adjustments? Are you able to create a strong foundation for growth, creating a life of stability and quality? Use this transiting energy to direct your attention to the material things that you need to continue on your path. Our next sign is Gemini, who's ruled by Mercury, our god of communication. Gemini is an air sign, and he's linked to areas of the mind, ideas, and mental expression. When the moon is in this sign, it's a great time to focus on our words and how we're expressing them. Check in on your website verbiage or spend some time creative writing. Journal and write out the plan for your goals. Tackle your inbox and respond to emails. Talk to your supportive friends. Use the Mercury Gemini energy to dive into literature, writing, speaking, and even learning. This is a great time to watch a webinar or take a class as well. Focus on your communications and apply the energy to your intentions. Simply rewriting or expanding on your intentions is an easy way to embrace the moon in Gemini. Next up is Cancer, which is the home of the moon, which is our watery luminary, of course. Keywords for Cancer are emotional, intuitive, caretaker, mothering, and protective. When the moon is in Cancer, she's in her happy place, and she's happy as can be, hanging out on her sofa, cuddled up in a blanket with her favorite people or pets. This is a nurturing energy that is so necessary in our processes. When the moon is here, take stock of your own self-care and how you're treating yourself. Check in with those that you care for and nurture the things that are in your space, including and especially yourself. This is also a great time to lean into your intuition and listen to your inner voice. What is it saying to you? Listen for insights or directions on how you can nurture your intentions and goals so that you can continue to steadily move down your path. Following Cancer is Leo, ruled by the sun. Leo is a fire sign and is an expressive and playful energy. He likes to shine and be the center of attention. When the moon is transiting Leo, it is a perfect time to lean into self-expression and creativity. Just as the moon asks us to look inward, her partner, the sun, asks us to look outward. Introvert and extrovert energy is at play between the two luminaries, and in Leo, the energy is all extrovert. Embrace this energy by doing something outwardly in relation to your intentions. Create art, share a social post, or embrace a day of self-indulgence. However you feel called, the moon in Leo is nudging you to find your edges of self-expression and just push them a little bit farther. Next up is Virgo, an earth sign also ruled by Mercury. Virgo brings out the organizational and analytical side of our god of communication. Keywords here are practicality, routines, detail-oriented, and methodical. When the moon makes her way through Virgo, it's a perfect time to clean up the house, the office, the life, and just overall get organized. In relation to your intentions and manifesting, this can be a powerful transit as it encourages us to hit the reset button and get rid of the clutter that we've accumulated thus far. The moon in Virgo is the spreadsheet creating, shoebox labeling, file folder color coordinating, and purse cleaning out energy that gives us some space and clarity to continue on. All the transits are necessary, but this one is one you definitely don't want to skip. After Virgo, Our Lady Luna makes her way to Libra, who's also ruled by Venus and is an air sign. Keywords here are connections, partnerships, balance, harmony, fairness. When the moon is in this sign, she just wants to be friends with everyone and is the hostess with the mostess, working the room, making sure everyone is happy and no one needs anything. Use this transit to ensure that you're balanced and taking care of the things that need to be handled in order to create harmony in your life. 
Also check in on your relationships and partnerships. Make sure everyone is getting what they need and is content. Your intentions and manifesting goals require that you stay centered. So use this time to make sure that you are just that and that anyone you're working in companionship with is as well. Following Libra, we meet Scorpio, our intense water sign that is ruled by Mars, our god of war. Modern astrologers also give co-rulership of this sign to Pluto, the god of the underworld. Scorpio energy is known to have a depth to it that just beckons us to look into the deep well of our own existence with eyes wide open. There's an intensity and an air of mystery to Scorpio energy. Imagine the god of war and the god of the underworld hanging out together trying to figure out how to spend their Saturday. It's terrifying what they would come up with. But as we have learned, not all monsters that live in the shadows are scary once they're brought out into the light. This transit is the prime time for shadow work. Embrace this energy by grabbing our two ruling gods' hands and marching straight forward into the depths of our psyche. Find the monsters, ask them their names, and beckon them out of the shadows. Here is where you will break through the fears and beliefs about yourself that are holding you back and transform into your next version. You can't avoid this one. Your future self is counting on you. After we bid adieu to the underworld, we're greeted by our next fire sign, Sagittarius, ruled by Jupiter. This jovial planet is represented by Zeus, the king of the gods. It's almost as if we get rewarded for spending time with Hades by being allowed in the court of Jupiter, whose favorite pastime is bestowing blessings. Keywords for Sagittarius are adventure, growth, exploration, expansion, and optimism. During this transit, we're encouraged to take our newly developed selves and set off into the sunset, exploring different cultures and learning all the things. While actual travel may sound amazing, the staycation version of this energy is expanding your mind, learning, and exploring how it is that you can grow. Take a look at your intentions and plans and ponder the next iteration or the next steps. This could be enrolling in a training program or course, expanding your physical space, being open to new offerings or perspectives. You've learned quite a bit as you've walked with the moon through the signs, and surely there are ways you can expand at this point, so find them and set them into motion. As the moon leaves Sagittarius, we find her in Capricorn. Capricorn is our earthly sign that is ruled by Saturn. Saturn, as you may remember, is represented by Kronos in mythology and is the god that ate his children in order to prevent one of them from usurping him. Capricorn's energy is foundational, long-term, and responsible. There's a discipline to this sign that creates longevity in the things that they do. This is the slow and steady wins the race energy that's a key element in maintaining permanent change. When the moon is in this sign, take a look at how you're going to maintain your goals for the long run. How are you going to keep the momentum and stay in the energy beyond the initial excitement of the idea phase? Embrace this transit by creating and implementing strategies to support long-term change and growth. Following Capricorn, the moon enters Aquarius, our Saturn-ruled air sign. Modern astrologers also give co-rulership of this sign to Uranus, who in mythology is the primordial god of all things. Keywords for Aquarius are revolutions, rebellion, uniqueness, individuality, and innovation. When the moon spends time here, it can feel like the other 90% of our brain that they say we never use is unlocked. There's a connection to the collective that lives in this sign, and the energy here begs us to consider all beings and the state of humanity. This is a great time to volunteer or join an event for a cause that you believe in. Innovative ideas flow easily during this transit, creating the perfect environment to gather with like minds and discuss ideas and share thoughts. For your intentions and goals, use this energy to brainstorm ways you can give back, collaborate, and share with others. 
Our final transit is in Pisces, the watery sign ruled by Jupiter, co-ruled by Neptune in modern astrology. In mythology, Neptune is the Roman god of the sea and storms. Pisces energy is mystical, flowing, dreamy, intuitive, and compassionate. When the moon is here, intuition is heightened, dreams can become vivid, and the veil between the worlds can feel thin. This transit beckons us to lean into our spirituality and connect with the divine. This can be as simple as a short morning meditation or as elaborate as a ritual you can create, simply leaning into the parts of you and the universe that are not bodily, practical, or understood is the goal. Creating a practice that supports your path is encouraged here, and the moon in Pisces energy is perfect timing. So now that we understand the moon and her energy through each sign, let's chat for a moment about how we can marry the phase and the sign together to dial it in a bit more. Let's use today as an example. Today, the moon is in Scorpio, and it's a waning crescent. Combining the energy of the phase with the sign of Scorpio, I would use some time today to reflect on the internal beliefs that are holding me back, things that are bothering me about myself, or how I'm impeding my own path. I could do some shadow work with the goal of creating intentions for the upcoming full moon. Marrying Scorpio's energy with the energy of the waning crescent presents a theme of facing shadows and preparing for the new intentions on the new moon. If the moon were full today and in Cancer, let's say, I would approach it completely differently. Full moons, as we learned, are ideal for letting go and cutting ties. With Cancer energy here, I would consider where I'm overdoing it, where I could be smothering a part of my life, and where my nurturing energy is not being manifested effectively. I could also consider where I'm not being extroverted enough and where I could benefit from coming out of my shell a bit. How could doing those things further my intentions? That is basically the concept of the moon transits and how they can be harnessed daily. It's a marriage of energies that you could embrace in order to work with the flow of the cosmos, which is always the goal. Also, a quick Google of what sign and phase is the moon in today will give you the information you need to do this. So that brings me to the end of this episode. I hope it was informational. My goal is always to explain these concepts in easy to use verbiage. I love learning and when the words get too technical or the concepts too beyond me, I start to lose focus and stop listening or reading. So I truly hope this wasn't that for you. Um, This is the end of the series on astrology for manifesting for now. In my next episode, I'm going to share a bit more about my personal journey and discuss perception as a hindrance and as a propeller. I recently found out something about myself that made me deeply consider perception and how it affects our lives, and I want to chat about it here. As always, if you have any feedback, questions, or suggestions, I would love to hear them. The podcast email is hello at themoonincarolina.com. Until then, I'm Shelby Bundy, and I thank you for listening. If you'd like to learn more about my upcoming courses and offerings in coaching, consulting, or astrology, visit my website, themoonincarolina.com. You can also find me on Instagram at themoonincarolina.com.